Welcome to the Crux Podcast and Sermon of the Week. For more information about the Crux Ministries and Summit Church, please visit us at summitsanmarcos.com. So anyway, hey, tonight, uh, really excited. We have two guest speakers tonight. They're sharing the message, right? What? It's going to be amazing. So not going to say who it is yet. Don't look at the screen. Right? So, we've been in a series called, does anyone know? No, that's, that's tonight. No, 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 no. That's, that's the message tonight. You weren't supposed to know that yet. Right? No. New life! Yes! She got it! She's paying attention. Yes, it is new life, okay? We've been talking out, right, at Easter, Jesus died and rose again, right? So many people their Christianity, they're okay with just getting saved in that moment. And they're like, oh, I'm going to heaven, yay! And they think that's it. They think Christianity is just like a, trying to get a get-out-of-hell-free card. And I got the card, and I'm good now, and now I can live my life however I want, right? But no, he died to set you free from sin, but he also gave you so much more. And there's a new life that you're meant to walk in now, right? The, 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 the sin nature is dead and gone, died on the cross, right? And now we walk in the new life, right? And we, we t- we've been t- going after all the things that God has been giving us in this new life and how to live a new life for Jesus. Right, And so I'm going to read one quote because it's just been firing me up all week. And then we're going to pull these people up here. I love this quote because this represents the new life. This is John Wesley. This man changed the world, right? Yeah, He led a huge revival throughout America, one of the Great Awakenings. He wrote this. He said, light yourself on fire with passion and people will come from miles to watch you burn right? That, that, oh, that's wild, right? Light yourself on passion for Jesus. This is the new life. This is why wherever the, the early church went, they either got kicked out or revival broke out, right? There was no middle ground. There was no lukewarm, right? They, they lit up on passion for Jesus, and it changed the world, right? And that's what we've been going after, is how do we live out this new life? And so, these two people, they live it out. If you know them, there's no second guess. You know they live out the new life of Jesus. They're passionate. They're on fire for God. They love him, and they, they just are impacting the, the spheres God has placed them in at their work and school and things like that. And so I asked them to speak tonight because they're the perfect ones. So we're going to welcome up Dominic is first, right, and then Lizzie. So we're going to give it up for both of them. They're going to speak tonight, and it's going to be amazing. Woo! So stretch out to Anne, to Dom, and Lizzie, right? Also Lizzie, same time. Two hands, one going each way, right? Lord, bless them. Thank you for them. I thank you. Uh, man, God, I thank you that this is not something. We don't want more information tonight, God. We want revelation, Lord. We want impartation from them. God, we want you to do something just amazing to our hearts right from them. So whatever they carry, God, I ask that you just smeared off onto us, God. Lord, that we would get this truth deep into our hearts to be set apart for you, Jesus. Oh, we love you. We bless them and we thank you for them. Would all their words be from you tonight right into our hearts? And all God's people said, amen. Take it away, buddy. Amen. All right. Thank you, Pastor Taylor. Woo. How's everyone doing? <laughs> all right. Well, I just want to start by saying um, the Lord is just after you guys. <laughs> like, oh, I hope you believe me when I say it. The Lord is after your guys' hearts tonight. You know, I, I really feel that so strongly that he's after your whole hearts. I think that, and I'll be the first one to admit, there's times where I'm not 100% zealous, you know. There's times I'm not 100% all in, you know. There's times I really need a nap, right. <laughs> I'm not living my best life when I need a nap. <laughs> but God wants our whole hearts. 
He wants the best of us. He wants the worst of us. He wants us through every step of the process. Um, and he wants us tonight. He wants our whole heart. And so tonight, Lizzie and I are speaking on dying to self and being set apart for God. Um, and I'm going to be speaking on that first part there, the dying to ourselves. And I, I, I've been thinking when I've been praying about this, two basic things, right? Can you guys say two things? All right, the first thing, the first thing is out of Luke 9. It's Luke 9, verses 23 and 24. It says, Then he said to the crowd, If any of you wants to be my follower, this is Jesus talking, you must give up your own way, take up your cross daily, and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will save it. This is thing number one. Say thing number one. If we try too hard to hold on to this life we have, we will find that we just lose it. But if we lose it, if we let go of it, if we cast it at him for his sake, we're going to find it. That's number one. You guys ready for number two? Number two is this thought that is we have one life to give. Right? Real basic. I'm not, I'm not unveiling anything new. Right? We have one life. Right? We have one life. I was thinking about that, and I actually, I don't have a story for you guys tonight, sorry about that, but I brought a prop, and by I brought, I mean I took this from the kitchen, so amen. Can everyone see the prop? What I have here for the podcast listeners is a pitcher of water, about three quarters of the way full, and a basin, right, a little bowl. And this is the prop I kept thinking of today, like if this... If this represents us, and the water inside the pitcher represents our life, this is what we have to give. This is our life. We have one life. You know, we're eternal beings, but this is the life we have on this earth, right? And I was thinking about it. I was thinking about what we do when we hold on to our lives and we lose it. But what happens when we can give it away for his sake and we find it? And I was thinking about this water in our jar, and I've thought for a long time in my own private time with the Lord God, I want my life to be an offering to you. I want my life to bring you glory. I want, you know, I think those martyr thoughts sometimes of like, Lord, if I was ever chosen to be a martyr, could I give my life to you? Could I, could I sacrifice my life for the sake of your gospel? And you, you know what he, I felt he challenged me with and also really encouraged me with was like, yes, you know? And why can I say with confidence that I know I could do it? <laughs> because he said, Dominic, your job is to pour out your life every day for me. Martyrdom might be the last step. <laughs> might be the last day. Might be the last ounce. But my whole life is getting poured out as an offering for him daily. This is our one life. I'm not going to worry, you know, 60 years from now in some jungle, am I going to get martyred? Will I have what it takes or will I deny Christ? I will absolutely not deny him because I'm not denying him in my office job right now. I'm not denying him in my family. I'm not denying him at work. I'm not denying him at the crux. I'm not denying him right now, right? We can have assurance that, hey, if we can be faithful in the little things, he promises we can be faithful in the bigger things. If you're worried about your lack of faith, let's be faithful with what we have. And we can have an assurance that we're gonna be faithful with what's to come, right? So I think about us pouring our lives out, right? We pour out our lives to God, right? 
There's a little bit. That's crux. That's crux tonight. <laughs> this is the this is the two or three hours of my life I've just poured into that into that bucket there. And notice, well, yeah, that little bit of my life's gone. I'm not getting that time back in my little jar. <laughs> that was the time I poured out into the crux. This is the time right now that you guys are all pouring out into the crux. And what's happening? <laughs> We're getting less sleep. We're not able to watch all our Netflix shows as much as we want to binge tonight. <laughs> But what have we poured in there? What have we done with our life? We've sowed into community. We've sowed into relationships that are valuable that we'll have for eternity. Wow, what a great way to pour out that part of my life, right? But what happens when I wanted to to not pour it out? (laughs) What happens when I don't want to give my whole self to what he wants, you know? What about those days I want to just binge it all on Netflix? What, What about those days where I want to just be a hermit and do nothing? You know, and please hear me, rest is really good. <laughs> other things in our life, other passions, other joys are, are so good. But what happens when I want to make all my decisions for my life? I want to decide every little thing I'm doing with my time, you know? And suddenly months goes by and I've never had a meeting, meaningful meetup with anyone. But I've watched the newest season of whatever. <laughs> How have I been pouring out my life, you know? And I'm the first one to, to preach to myself with this sometimes. I need to be bothered sometimes. I need to be there for the worship late night service. I need to be there for the mission trip. I need to be there for the one-on-ones. You know? If I'm holding too tightly to the things I want for just my life without him, I'm still pouring out my life as an offering. It's just not eternal things. I think in eternity, am I going to regret that I didn't get to watch the newest season of X, Y, or Z? No. But I will regret not pouring into that crux when someone's life was encountered. Right? We have one life. And we're always pouring it out to something. Every day, every hour, we're pouring it out somewhere. Our life is already an offering to something. Is it ourselves? Is it our own advancement of our own opportunities? Is it our own selfish desires that are completely devoid of what the Lord is inspiring? Or are we stepping into what the Lord has for us? Are we not forsaking the time we have with his community? Are we, not, are, are we evangelizing? Are we, you know, making the most of the time we have together? You know, and it doesn't always have to be in these walls. It shouldn't always be inside these walls. But are we living our lives acknowledging him everywhere we go? Are we letting him set our path? In your boring office job that you are thankful for, do you still acknowledge him? That is not apart from him if you're honoring him. That's not apart from him if that's something he's given you to steward it. Steward the crap out of it. I'll be totally candid. Steward it with everything you have. That is a good way to pour the bucket. But every day, every hour, our life is being used as an offering for something. And if we're holding on to it, we are going to lose out. We are going to be offering it up to everything else but the thing that's eternal, but the thing that matters. We have one life. You know, you know what else I thought? Props are so cool, by the way. The other thing I thought, the, the kind of tragic part of this is we might all have the same picture, but we, we don't know how much we have in the picture. Some of our lives might be tragically cut short. Some of them might be going on forever, right? <laughs> but it doesn't matter how full or how little that cup is if every day you're faithful for how you pour that cup. I believe that there are people that don't get to live very long on this earth, but every day make an impact. Every day sow into eternity 
So what if their stream was a little bit shorter? We grieve for that, but they lived a life that poured out as an offering to the Lord. So whether it's 100 years or a couple moments, are we faithful with the life we have? Are we faithful with the life we have left to pour out everything today to what the Lord has? Why we need to die to ourselves, I believe, is that we're very good sometimes at becoming our own lords. <laughs> we're not good lords. But good Lord, we're, it's easy to do, <laughs> you know? We can all do it. The problem is, when we're the Lord, he's not. When we're the Lord, and what I mean by that is when we are the ones that are only in charge of what we do with our lives, and we do not give honor, we do not submit, we do not give our lives to the Lord, then come what may, maybe we're responsible for our eternal <laughs> destination, right? But when we give him what's his, when we give what he's asking for, when we actually pour out our lives for him, we have every ounce we've ever poured in, and so, oh, whoop, I'll clean that up. It overflows. <laughs> I'll clean that up. But, um, like, nothing is ever wasted. Every single ounce that we sowed in there has eternal dividends that keep paying forever. And every ounce we've kept outside of what the Lord had that we just kept for ourselves, when we try to hold on to our lives, we just lose it. We don't just lose it for eternity, but we lose it for today. We might be living half-hearted, mediocre, mediocre lives that are so short of the lives he had for us. Not the glamour, not the fame, but the exact purpose, his grand design, the best case scenario of what he's made you for. We are going to find it when we just pour out everything to him. Oh, thank you, honey. Um, thank you, Lord. He who finds a wife finds a good thing, receives favor from the Lord. Anyway, thank you, hon. Um, but honestly, guys, that, that's just what I was thinking about today, those two things. If we hold on to our lives, if we make it about us, if we try to be Lord of our own situation, we're going to lose it all here and to come. But if we lose it, if we pour it out, if everything we say I'm here to honor you. Where do you want me to go? Your will, your bill, your way. You're the only way. This is it. Even in the middle of my job, even in the middle of my relationship, in the middle of my stress, in the middle of my triumph, in the middle of everything, doesn't matter where I am positionally, doesn't matter where I am circumstantially, doesn't even matter where I am health-wise. I can still choose, as much as in my power, to honor him and pour it out the best way I can. I'm only in, we are only in charge of being faithful for today. And how are we using our lives? We need to die to ourselves so that we can live with him. We have the one life. And no matter what, we are pouring it out every day, every hour, as an offering to something. I, I just pray that we pour it out to him. <laughs> so I just thank you, God. For your goodness, I thank you, God, that you've given us these lives for every day that we have them to pour it out to you. We just thank you, God. And so with that, I would like to invite up my amazing friend and sister in Christ, Lizzie. That was amazing. 
And um, I don't know if you guys felt God's presence tonight, but it is so strong, and it's his presence is here, and it's saturating the room, and he wants to touch each one of us. And um, we can stop even right now and ask God, like, God, give us a glimpse of your glory right now, Lord. We just call upon your spirit, and we say, come, God. I ask that tonight. Every single person will leave a changed person, a person on fire for you. Let us see a glimpse of your glory, God. A glimpse of your glory, because your glory changes us. That's what changed me. That's what changed me was a glimpse of his glory. So God, we thank you, and we, and we ask that you will have your way tonight, that you will change us from the inside out, that by us pursuing you, our lives look different, God. I pray that any religious or legalistic mindset will be break, broken off tonight. In Jesus' name, in the heart of your scripture will be revealed to us, Lord. Reveal yourself to us, Lord. Reveal your heart. Because you love us so much, God. He loves us so much, and that's all he wants is for you to know him. Yeah, so thank you, God. Yeah. Um, this is something that God has put on my heart since January, over the crux. And um, he's been speaking to me a lot about this topic. And it's about being blameless before God and set apart. And what does that look like? Um, when you look into the Bible, the word blameless is used interchangeably um, with the word perfect, and it shows up so many times, and it's used to describe great servants of God like Noah, but he also uses it to describe his children, his people, and that's us, and we must take being blameless very seriously because that's what reflects the power of transformation in God. And um, our, we should be so fixated on God that our lives begin to look blameless. We should be in such an alignment with Holy Spirit that the world can see that our lives are set apart and it looks different. And that is such a testament so my questions for us, the body, including myself, is how do we expect to be effective for Christ if we don't commit ourselves to being set apart? How can we show the power of transformation in Christ to the world if our lives don't look any different from it? And how can we bear witness if we don't show any change in our lives? So that's the heart behind tonight's message of what it means to be blameless. When you look in the Bible, um, blameless, I looked up the Hebrew root, and the word is tamim, and that means complete, whole, entire, integrated. So how does that tie in? Um, that has a connotation as we put all of our energy into one pursuit. It is not half-hearted. It is all in. So we have to repent of our old life, just as Dominic was saying, um, and we have to go and pursue God with everything, everything, all our energy, our complete whole selves, our whole lives. Um, if you go to Colossians 3, 1 through 4, 
It says, since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. When the phrase says, set your mind on things above, that means we're looking at life from God's perspective and we're seeking what he desires. Um, verse 5 says, put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. And that's just one verse that guides us on what it looks like to be set apart, to be um, pure before God, holy before God. But um, the heart behind being blameless is that you being set apart is rooted in reverence for God. What is reverence? Reverence is a deep honor and respect. And we need to have that for God. He is so deserving of our honor and our respect our whole lives. Um, in 2 Corinthians 7.1, this nails it on the dot. It says, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. We need to make a clean break from our past lives, and we need to give ourselves completely to God and God alone. That's it. But it's not just respect. It's showing that you actually love God. In John 14, Jesus literally says, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. You know what also he says? Anyone who does not love me will not obey my teaching. There is absolutely no in-between. That means our actions show we either love God or we do not love God. There is no lukewarmness in it at all. None. No in-between. So, hear my heart when I say this isn't a religious spirit about um, putting up a front. Um, it's not about making yourself, your life look a certain way. It's not about putting an image. It's... Um, it's so much more like we don't in, we don't earn our salvation by looking blameless, but salvation transforms us and it should prompt us to run hard after intimacy with God. And I, as a result, our lives will bear that fruit and we will become blameless. And that's the heart of it is our salvation should prompt us. It should pr project us, thrust us into a new life, into a changed being. And so our lives should center around Knowing God and pleasing God. And that's the heart. I really think that's the heart behind being blameless. You don't focus on like the external things while they're important. And you, and you can look at the boundaries that set out in the Bible. But it's not about putting up a front. It's about knowing God and pleasing God. And having that reverence for God, um, you will naturally just live a blameless life for him. It will just come so naturally. And um, I was reading in Acts 4 when I was preparing the message, and I, I didn't think it was going to tie into the message, but God gave me, like, this revelation. And I won't read the whole passage, but basically in Acts 4, John and Paul, they had just healed someone. And then they were arrested and questioned before the council. And this was, like, a holy council. And um, you can go ahead and put the um, Acts 4. Yeah, that's good. Um, so they had just questioned him. It says, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of the people, continue, 
If we are being called to account today for an act of kindness shown to a man who is lame and are being asked how he was healed, then know this, you and all the people of Israel, it is by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed. Jesus is a stone you, you builders rejected, which has become the cornerstone. And then salvation is found in no one else, for there's no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. This is the part that got me. When they saw the courage of Peter and John, and they realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, all of us, they were astonished, and they took note. They took note that these men had been with Jesus. Shouldn't our lives get the same response? Shouldn't our lives prompt that same response? Shouldn't people be able to look at our lives and recognize that we've been with Jesus? It should be so obvious that we've been with Jesus, but that's with knowing God. When you look at your life, how would someone describe your life? Let's say it's someone from the outsider, and um, they're looking in, and they they know that you're a self-proclaimed Christian. What would they say? Would they be like, wow, that guy's really encouraging to his brothers and sisters. But I also hear him talking about them behind their backs. Or, wow, that girl says she has such a powerful God, but when I share with her that I'm dealing with depression, she doesn't even offer to pray for me. Or, wow, that guy is set apart. He says he's set apart, but I still see him drinking and partaking in drugs and in the party scene. See, it's so powerful when um, your life matches up what the Bible says. That's where hypocr- like that viewpoint that hypocrisy is in the church is broken off, when people see a transformation in your lives. So how do we know God? It's so simple. It's sit- taking the time to sit and hear his voice. We always talk to him. We always dialogue with him. But how about just prioritizing time to sit down and listen and say, God, what are you saying? And then the second one, which is something God's been put, been putting really heavily on my heart, it's read his word. How are we going to not follow the compelling voices of the world, the compelling influence of what the world has to say about issues how how are we going to not fall within that wave unless we know the word of God and the truth because a lot of what goes on in the society today does not align with the word and it's so easy to get caught up in the in the dialogue of what the world thinks is just and what the world says is right yeah um Yeah. Psalm 15 talks about blamelessness. Lord, who may dwell in your sacred tent? Who may live on your holy mountain? I want to live on his holy mountain. I want to dwell in his sacred tent. Do you? Those whose walk is blameless, who does what is righteous, who speaks the truth from their heart, whose tongue utters no slander, who does no wrong to a neighbor and casts no slur on others. 
who despises a vile person but honors those who fear the Lord, who keeps an oath even when it hurts and does not change their mind, who lends money to the poor without interest, who does not accept a bribe against the innocent, whoever these things will not be shaken. Yeah. So this is my proposition to all of us. Let's stop settling for anything less than a blameless life. Let's repent and run away from anything that lessens our intimacy with God and threatens our alignment with his spirit. It's not worth it. Once we are saved and we accept Christ into our lives, we can now abandon our old selves. And we can focus on the single most important reason for our creation, to know God and to glorify and honor him. We have, we have everything we need to chase after God and live in alignment in his will. He is so worthy. and He is so deserving of our best, our everything, our entire lives. So why would we give him anything less than that? Um, tech team, can you go ahead and dim the lights and you can start to put on the music. Dominic, and I just want to lead you guys, um, lead ourselves into just a moment of reflection, a moment of just listening to God's voice. And I don't know where each one of us are at, but I feel like there are some people in this room that um, maybe felt like Holy Spirit was tugging on something in your heart. Maybe something came up in your mind of, oh, wow, I was reading that verse in Psalm 15, and I saw an aspect of my life that didn't align with what it said. If that's you, I invite you to right now recognize that little thing let's say let's just pick a specific one like god you've given me a job right now or you've given me an influence in school right now and i have not taken full advantage of that lord god i haven't fully been a witness in that area of my life yet god i just want to repent if that's you and you and you're feeling that right now i invite you um, just open your heart and just say, God, I'm sorry. And you position yourself in whatever way feels right, whether it's going on your knees, falling on your face, coming up to the altar, whatever it is, just position your heart right now and say, God, forgive me. Forgive me, God, for not being blameless and holy and set apart. Forgive me for settle, settling for anything less than what you've instructed me to do. Um, I heard God, um, is it okay? Okay. Um, I wrote something down in my phone, and if God's ministering to you right now, I invite you to stay in that. But I feel like another really strong one that God wants us to come back into alignment with is reading his word 
And that's something he's put heavy on my heart. And I felt like God was saying this to his children. He said, I want you to know me. I want to be your closest friend. I want to be your lover. I want to meet your every need. I want to listen to you, but I also want to help you. I want to bless you. I gave up everything just to be closer with you. Won't you listen to what I have to say? I wrote down my love letter to you. I wrote down all the things you would ever need to know. I wrote it down. I put it in a book. Won't you take the time to read it? I want to tell you secrets. I want to tell you your worth. I want to tell you your beauty and your importance. My heart longs for intimacy with you. I love you. Do you love me? We just thank you for this moment. And I just give you guys permission right now. If, if the Lord's working in your heart, just please like stop listening to Lizzie and I. <laughs> if the Holy Spirit's talking to you, just follow that. We bless that. We honor that. We say go. Go with him. Yeah, I feel like the Lord said that uh, we need to minister to individuals and that there's like an impartation uh, moment happening. Um, and I just felt like some of the crux team who live this lifestyle of just all in passion, uh, radicalness. I feel like God's saying he's, gonna Im, he's giving an impartation for a radical lifestyle. Um, and so if you're on the crux team, you're ministered, stay where you're at. Um, but I want to invite the crux team as well to start to walk around and just kind of pray and minister to individuals and pray an impartation of just that radical lifestyle of giving it all for Jesus over them. And everyone else, we're, this is what we're doing the rest of the night. This is the plan, just to sit in God's presence. So feel free to go if you need to. But just, I, I want to ask you, linger a little longer in the presence of God, just as we, just as we minister to people. Thank you for listening to the Crux Podcast Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit SummitSanMarcos.com for other exciting content from Summit Church.